Namaste goddesses. Welcome to another episode of Planet Aphrodite with Meena. On this free day, we have someone who has helped her husband conquer the cancer. And today she is spreading the word around eating healthy and working on our immunity. So this episode is solely dedicated to our health and immunity of our loved ones. So please put your hands together for Sean Muskalak from Canada. And uh, she's amazing. You will love her. Yeah. So please put your hands together for Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good morning. Nice to see you. It's morning here. I hope it's nighttime for you. Yeah. It's a perfect, beautiful day. So tell us, Sean, about your journey. How's your journey? Oh, well, um, it's been a wild ride. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, we really started in 2010, or I started in 2010. Um, the story really goes that my son joined a gym to be a weightlifter and was told he needed protein powder. And of course, I, like a good mom, went out to buy it. And um, the salesperson said, who are you buying that for? And, and I said, my son, how old? 15. She said, you need to do some research before you give that to your kids. And that just, you know, I, that led me down a wormhole of information. I just started to read about animal protein and the effects, the detrimental effects on our, our bodies. And it was really mind blowing because, you know, for 40 some years, I'd been taught that we needed to eat meat and dairy to be healthy and strong. And all of a sudden I was presented with a ton of information that was completely the opposite. And right. so it was, it was really mind blowing that I could live in this parallel universe and have never heard about this. And so as I continued to read, I realized that I could no longer feed myself or my family in the manner that I had been. So I trans transitioned us begrudgingly, my family had two teenagers and my husband home at that time, and they were not particularly happy, I can tell you. But I just started doing it, started cooking more and more and more. And um, eventually they all transitioned and it was great. And at that time, and I did it really for the health benefits. But what I didn't realize that one of the amazing side effects was weight loss. And I went on to lose 133 pounds in two years. Uh, that's such an important thing to say. It's not a diet, it's right. a lifestyle. So, you know, during that time, my husband uh, was eating plant-based at home, but he was still working. So when he was out and about, he was still having burgers and fries and, you know, all of those things. And, uh, but even at that, he still lost about 30, 40 pounds. He got his blood pressure back to normal. Uh, he, you know, I thought we were bulletproof. We were so healthy. Right. Um, then in November of 2013, uh, after a week of abdominal pain, we took him to emergency on a Saturday night because he couldn't stand the pain anymore. And he was diagnosed with renal cell carcinoma, his right kidney was one massive tumor and it had metastasized up the vena cava, which is your main vein, uh, which all of your organs feed into. Um, and there were his lymph nodes, uh, both around the kidney and distant. He had some in his back and by his windpipe. So it was not, uh, you know, they had said that this was terminal and it would be months to maybe two years. And so at that time, I really switched my focus to uh, looking at 
you know, because I've been reading everything about how a plant-based diet affects your entire body. Uh, but I really started to focus on cancer and nutrition. And what shocked me was there was a hundred years of data showing that animal protein accelerates cancer cell growth. Right. And made me very angry because I thought, why, why are we not told this? Why are we not learning about this information? But it also made me really hopeful because for two years, he'd been about 95% plant-based. But that night in emergency, he went 100%. I never had to nag him again. I never right. had to say, Bert, he was on board 100% because he'd heard me talking about it for two right. years. And so... Um, so at that time, I started what I call, affectionately call, uh, my program for nutritional excellence. And while we had been, you know, plant-based and vegan, kind of a combination of both, that, well, at that time, we went really clean. It was tons of greens, no oil, no sugar, no broken grains. It was all whole grains, no flour products, no... Uh, no processed foods whatsoever, no vegan comfort foods. It was lean, clean, and mean. And um, we did that. He, uh, that was, you know, um, in the fall. So I wanted to prepare him as best as possible for the major surgery that he was about to encounter, of having his kidney removed and all of this dissected. Um, you know, he just recovered so well from the surgery that the surgeons were astounded, even by his, you know, he had 50 staples across his abdomen, healed beautifully without hardly even a scar. Wow. His weight stayed perfect. He was so healthy that every time we went into the cancer clinic, they, people would kind of look at us like, well, why are you guys, <laughs> he looks healthy, what are you doing here, kind of thing. And so um, with renal cell carcinoma, uh, radiation or chemo are really not effective so he was told that because he was such a healthy specimen he could qualify perhaps for a trial study phase one which is a a really experimental stage of a new drug and it was an immunotherapy uh drug combination but unfortunately with immunotherapy oftentimes uh, they call it, it's like letting the tiger out of the cage because it bumps up your immune system so right. much. You don't know. Broke body and you never know what it's going to do. Right. After three treatments, it attacked his liver in a near fatal attack. And he was immediately dismissed from the trial study because it doesn't look good to kill your trial study patients. Hard to get a, a drug to market. <laughs> right. And so that was it. He was out. And so diagnosed in uh, the fall, dismissed by March. Uh, so he hasn't had any medical intervention since May of 2014. And, uh, but we just kept on with a really great plant-based diet, really intense. And um, his particular cancer, there's only a 5% chance of living to five years, so a 95% chance of dying. And uh, he'll be coming up to his seventh year in November, and he's wow. out dead right now. So wow. he's thriving, he's healthy, he uh, has taken up road biking, he's uh, biking about 50 kilometers every second day. Um, he's, just, he's just doing so well. So awesome. for us, a plant-based lifestyle has completely changed our lives in absolutely 
every way possible. And so I think, you know, um, you know, you do this for personal reasons at the beginning for your own health, but then you start to see that really as you learn more and you learn about the impacts of uh, animal agriculture on our bodies, on the environment, on the animals, it becomes really such a simple decision. And even more so, I think now that we've been presented with this situation with the coronavirus, COVID-19. Right. Right, which um, is a zoonotic disease. Yeah. I think people don't realize is that most of our pandemics and epidemics in history, right. starting back the Spanish flu 100 years ago, uh, SARS, MERS, yes. HIV, I mean, you name it, everything which, is, which has actually affected the humankind has come from animals. Yes. Exactly. Until uh, apparently, you know, according to studies and research, uh, that really contagious disease really only started to be prominent in the last 10,000 years when we domesticated animals. Right. So really should just be leaving animals alone, period, right? Yeah. yeah. Gone into this factory farming stage right. of agriculture. Um, you put a bunch of animals in a confined space uh, that's unsanitary, that they can't move around, that they're anxious, they're stressed. Um, disease just runs rampant. Right. And then they do to combat that, they feed them full of antibiotics. So yeah. we know that 80% of all antibiotics produced is being fed to livestock try and keep them healthy enough to get them to slaughter because they're living in such dreadful situations and I think well uh, the world has kind of shut down for this which is it's been such an interesting uh, thing to see really that we, we could actually do what we've done is quite a quite a feat quite a, a world effort and I think what people are maybe not cognizant of is that this is going to start happening more and more. We just cannot be shutting down every 10 years. We'll yeah. just not. What's the answer? Well, take animals off your plate, eat a plant-based lifestyle. We know that so many of the reports have come in saying that the people who are most susceptible have the underlying conditions. So the heart disease, diabetes, cancer, uh, obesity, which I was obese right. and I would have been one of those people that was in a high risk category. Not anymore. And so, yeah, not anymore. And my husband as well, having had cancer. And, um, but, you know, by being our healthiest selves, we are at an advantage. Yeah. And I think that everybody now, um, I think, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, I can eat this and I can eat that and I can do whatever. But all of those bad habits come home to roost usually in your 50s and 60s when these chronic diseases show up. But I think that the coronavirus has really put a spotlight on the fact that we need to be our healthiest selves all the time. Come what may, we need to have our healthiest self, our strongest immune system in play all the time. And even before the coronavirus, well, um, I've been plant-based now since 
officially full-time since uh, April 1st, April Fool's Day of 2011. I think I've gotten maybe too cold, and it's not one of these knockdown, drag-out fights that it used to be, where you'd be bedridden and you'd be just feeling like a truck ran over you, and that just doesn't happen anymore. Right. So... Well, I'm not out there licking doorknobs trying to get the coronavirus in any means. I do feel that if, uh, you know, if we were exposed, I am confident, fingers crossed, that we would just fight that off, right? Right, right. Because our, our gut biome is so much healthier and so much more prepared to fight i mean that's your first line of defense and when you're feeding it a high fiber diet that's you know we're not eating any processed sugar because we know that sugar impairs our immunity yeah Um, and so a lot of people are having sugar whether they know it or not they're having it in almost every meal so every time you have sugar that's impairing your immune system for a good four hours afterwards so you have it at breakfast at lunch you have it at dinner yeah all day whereas if you're eating lots of greens and whole grains and beans and legumes and fruit and all of those good things you're just feeding that army that is ready to defend you and i i just think that that's really important and i i kind of think i see a shift in people realizing that they need to deal with their chronic underlying diseases because it's putting them at risk. And so they're maybe taking it a little bit more seriously. I, I need to do something to reverse my diabetes or I need to uh, reverse my heart disease. And here we are in a crisis. I think that uh, we should be able to hopefully learn from it to be our, our healthiest selves, but then to also really look at the root cause of what's going on and sadly i think the mainstream media has kind of mixed missed that point because of course we know that mainstream media survives with advertising dollars and advertising dollars are coming from a lot of meat dairy big food exactly and so when we realize that this is an animal-born illness and we see that so many of our slaughterhouses are, you know, the workers are being so mistreated as well. And that that is a huge source of these outbreaks. Um, you start to have to really reevaluate as a society, as a planet, how are we gonna produce our food? Are we gonna produce it in a way that is going to continue killing us and ruining us economically? Or are we going to start to shift away from animal agriculture and start focusing on growing food that we can eat that makes us healthier, makes the planet healthier, stops animal suffering? So I think for you and I, this seems like such an obvious answer. And and people will start to reevaluate what's on their plate, how it's affecting them, how it's affecting the environment. John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Right. Patriotic duty, because we need to be our healthiest selves, not only for us and our families, but for for our the the well-being of our country. We yeah. I I think most countries are struggling with their healthcare systems. Right. Uh, you know, they're talking about um, our healthcare systems will bankrupt our country. 
having not only a pandemic of this sort, heart disease, cancer, uh, Alzheimer's, goodness, the Alzheimer's rates have just skyrocketed. And um, it all comes back to our food. Right. And, and I even heard a report that uh, they're having a hard time even recruiting people for the army because you're hard pressed to find people that are healthy enough. Yeah. That statement when we talk about um, young men and women not being healthy enough to serve your country, um, that's terrifying. Yeah. And we know that uh, the uh, Center for Disease Control has also said that this is the first generation that will live a shorter life than their parents for the first oh. time in probably a thousand years. And so it all comes back to food. You know, we have a, a system set up. I'm not sure how it is in India, but in, in Canada and the United States, our governments give subsidies to animal agriculture. So it brings down the prices and makes things falsely affordable. And what we need to do is focus away from that and focus our governments on growing food for people that's healthy. And I, th I hope that that shift is happening. I think... Um, I think that a lot of people are a little wary of meat. Um, I know that uh, they've even tested some meat coming out of these slaughterhouses that have these huge infections and the meat is contaminated with the COVID right. virus. Right. And I think people are starting to think, whoa, 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 do I want to have this or do I want to have a vegan or a plant-based option? <laughs> You're right. It's no sacrifice. And it's, it's just an evolution of, of, of letting your taste buds change, to changing your perspective, to, um, you know, I'm eating things now, I'm feeding my family things that we never used to eat. So it's it's been, you know, such an evolution for us. And we are just so passionate about sharing our message because it had such a profound effect. And I have to say, you know, we we, lots of times people reach out to us and uh, yesterday we had a young family come to the house and he had been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer at oh. 34 years old and they have a newborn baby. So this is what we're seeing. We're seeing younger and younger people being diagnosed with cancers that used to be thought of old people's cancers. And my grandmother grew up in a time where there was no fast food, there were no drive-throughs, you made everything from scratch, um, you grew a garden, you know, there wasn't a Costco lasagna available kind of thing, right? Right. And so each generation has, has incorporated more processed foods, more fast food, more restaurant food into their lives. And this is what's happening, is that we're you know, by doing that, instead of eating as our grandmother and our great grandmother did, we're seeing young men and women diagnosed with these cancers in, in the prime of their lives. Right. So it's 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 really makes you angry because you think we've kind of done this to ourselves. Although I think on an individual basis, we're not as informed as we might think we are, and right. we don't understand that you know big food has taken our love of sweet things or uh, you know all of these hard wiring of of what we ancestrally looked for in a nutritious food and have have kind of manipulated them you know as we evolved you found a 
plum tree and you'd go, wow, this is delicious. I'm eating as many plums as I can because this is what I need to be healthy. But now, you know, I think it's the old thing, you know, fruit loops, the sweetest peach doesn't taste like fruit loops, right? So yeah, so it's, it's, I think that we're at this pivotal moment that I'm hoping humanity will grab hold of. And we've seen what we can do collectively. And if we really put our hearts and souls into it, we could collectively change for the better by, you know, we have this opportunity right now to do we want to go back to normal or do we want to go back to something norm better than we can yeah. when we come out? Yeah. We've, we've seen that it's, it feels good to slow life down and to enjoy our families more and to maybe stay home and enjoy our homes more. So I think that was a huge lesson. And then a huge lesson coming out of this is how do we prevent this from happening again? And to really, analyze that not from what just tastes good momentarily to what is better for the planet as a whole and i truly believe that's adopting a plant-based lifestyle i can't say that enough you know it's it will save the environment it will save um so many aspects of what we i think hold dear we we love nature we love wild animals we we want clean water. We want clean air. Uh, we can have that all if we yeah. really adopt a plant-based lifestyle. And um, so, uh, thank you, Sean. And I want to ask you one quick question here. Like, if if I'm a person who is uh, so far been thinking about it, have seen Game Changer. Like many people approach me after Game Changer. Like, how do I become vegan? You know. So that was definitely a game changer uh, thing. And many other documentaries, I saw your documentary, which was amazing, Eating Your Lie. It is crazy. Like I, I so, told it to my every friend and family I knew. Like <laughs> you watch it, you watch this, you have to watch this, you know. Yeah. So what is one step, you know, one baby step towards a healthier diet people can take? So I want a one gem from you. One baby step. Um yes. I'm not really a baby step kind of person. <laughs> um, I, I think, I guess, you know, um, I think just choosing one meal, okay. find something you really love for whatever meal, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, just find one dish that's plant-based and start incorporating that. And, uh, you know, once you've got breakfast, say down pat, right? I got this. I love this. I could eat this every day. I can do breakfast, then move to lunch. Find a couple of really great lunch options. Practice those until you've got them just perfect and do that for a while. Then add in the dinner, you know? So hopefully that way. I myself uh, did lean in for a while, but then after reading the China study, which was the quintessential moment for me, I cleaned out everything out of my fridge and freezer and cupboards one day as chef aj i'm not sure if you're familiar with her but she always says if it's in your house it's in your mouth yeah and having a clean environment is so important because if if you've got you know crap sitting in your cupboards you're gonna eat it yes yeah and just have nothing but healthy food 
that's what you'll eat. So I do think having a really clean environment is so, so important. Um, so my, my steps is just, you know, starting out thinking, and I think it's almost more, the hardest part is the mental decision, deciding I'm going to do this. And yeah. once you do that, everything falls into place. No easier time right now than to go plant-based. There's so many great, um, you know, uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has their 21-day jumpstart. Absolutely free. You sign up for that. Recipes, how-to videos, grocery lists, you know, menu plans. It's, it's really mindless. All you have to do is follow the instruction. Like, I don't have enough life left to live to try all the recipes that I want to try. So... Um, and it doesn't have to be complex. You, sometimes that's what we'll have for dinner is some sweet potatoes with a couple of beans tossed on top and some greens. And that's it. Because there are some really amazing uh, recipes out there. I think it can be intimidating if you're a, a person who doesn't really like to cook. Right. Uh, have to be a great cook. Uh, Sean, you keep sharing so many beautiful recipes. Like I follow you and I would love our goddesses to follow you. And, uh, you know, so what are the different social media platforms where our goddesses can follow you? Yeah, we're on Instagram of Indian Rock Vegans. And Indian Rock is the little hamlet where we live in uh, British Columbia. And it's not in India. Yeah, it's not no. in India. <laughs> oh, that question a lot. So it's, um, so we're also on Facebook as Indian Rock Vegans as well. And on that platform, we post a ton of information, uh, health related about the benefits of a plant-based lifestyle and some recipes as well. And just kind of a, a general um, information that's available to help people along and is, is helping keeping people motivated and making them realize why I, this I love is so your Facebook page. I, I just okay. love it. You know, Thanks. and Thanks. you have recipes, you have so many things like you travel, you move around, you do charity work, you know, and there is, uh, there is fun things happening to everything you share. So it's nice to follow. <laughs> Vegans yeah. has a stereotype attached to it. And I think that that is definitely changing. And, um, I think it, I think we're a pretty prime example of that change that somebody, you know, never in my mid fifties did I think I would be talking to a woman in India about a whole food plant-based diet or that I advocating for animal rights or, um, you know, really being a whole food plant-based, uh, advocate as well and teaching that and, um, just really supporting the lifestyle in every possible way that we can. Such a wonderful community. I think that we all um, are so hopeful for the future. Yeah. And I, by all of us working together and sharing this information, I think it has a big impact, I hope, on the whole planet. And, uh, and, and it's just great to be in a community that is so um, loving. Because really, I think that being plant-based is an expression of our compassion towards animals and the planet. And you really have to align your actions with your values. Right. And so if you are truly wanting to make the planet a better place for people, uh, for animals, then this is the way to do it. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and you know, I think this is the easiest way to do it. 
I mean, it's you don't so have to leave your house. You don't have to do anything. You know, you don't have no. to take a placard, go on streets, do nothing. Thing. All you do is make different choices when you go to buy your food. And that's, yeah. and it ends up being cheaper in the long run, I think. So yeah. it's a win for sure. It's, it's absolutely the best thing we've ever done. And uh, we'll be this way forever. And we'll live forever. <laughs> yes, yes. Even I have the same thought. I want to live my healthiest life for as long as possible. And I want to be active and involved till, till my later years. I don't want to spend that last 10 years of my life in decline and immobility and, and uh, you know, handicapped, really. And it's so true. You see so many elderly people that are, are just kind of waiting for death. And I, I, we want to be those people that are gardening and doing all of these things right up until the last minute. So that's the goal. Perfect. And may you live a long, healthy life, Sean, and may you keep inspiring the world that you've always been doing with your smile, with your kind words, with your videos, with your write-ups. It's amazing. Keep doing the great work and thank you for your time and your sharing. It was amazing. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure. And I just, I just love connecting with the world. I mean, I think we're living in amazing we can do this and thank you for having a podcast to spread this message thank you so much because we needed first-hand information you know and i could not think of anybody better than you for this so much hopefully someday we can all travel again and maybe we'll we'll do one of these in person yes yes i'm looking forward to that <laughs> So thank you, Goddess Sean, and thank you all the audience and listeners, and stay healthy, stay safe, and just give a thought about what are you eating, what's on your plate, you know, just have a thought, and maybe you can change the word one meal at a time. With that thought, bye-bye. Namaste. Bye.